Hi, I'm Judith Dreyer. Thank you for joining me for this podcast series, The Holistic Nature of Us. My intent is to take us, you and I, into a better understanding of the concepts behind our holistic nature and how that ties directly to the holistic nature of the world around us. How can we connect the dots in practical ways that we are nature and nature is in us? I will be featuring authors and educators, practitioners and others whose passion for this earth helps us create bridges. We'll see what's trending, what's relevant to our world today, not just for land use, but to connect the dots between ourselves and nature. It's time for practical action and profound interchange so our natural world is valued once again. Today, I am delighted to introduce you to Agneta Borstein. Agneta is a professional astrologer, workshop facilitator, teacher, author, and shamanic practitioner who combines her 30 years of healing with a distinct and personal approach. She maintains a private practice here in Connecticut, both in West Hartford and Avon, and she has spoken at numerous conferences. Today, she's the current president of the Astrological Society of Connecticut and the producer and host of the Astrological Nutmeg TV show, From the Sky to Earth, and her book, The Moon's Nodes, Understanding the Dynamic Ties that Bind, is also published and available. So today, we're going to approach holism from a different perspective. We're going to be talking about astrology and how the world of astrology connects the dots with our holistic nature and the holistic nature of the world around us. So welcome, Agneta. I'm delighted to have you here. Thank you so much, Judith. My pleasure. Well, this is a rich subject, and I'm delighted to and actually fascinated by astrology and how we can connect the dots here. So um, let me ask you about... Uh, astrology and holism and how you connect the dots so astrology have many different aspects to it and maybe that's why you invited me Judith because I take the approach that in astrology we have the um, technical application by learning the symbols the houses and some individuals consider it kind of like a challenge because you have to learn the language of astrology as if you would learn Swedish if you hear my little accent that I have left mm -hmm. so if we go back to the ancient time which I thought would be a good reminder for all of us that now we have our of course internet you can learn astrology and all the different technical techni techniques that we have but if we go back way back to Babylonian times and just looking at the sky which we stu still should do because how did the zodiac sign come to birth it is by the ancient seers looking up at the sky and they found that actually the animals on earth acted different during different cycles and phases and of course especially the moon phases which we will talk mm -hmm. later about but so they take this image of the sky and bring it down at one point not even a piece of paper but they started to look at the behavior of the animals therefore a zodiac sign as it stands in the 21st century 
might have been different in way back when, when it started, but it's still the same sky that we're looking at, so that they took those impressions from the animals, and of course, in nature, and as we have a saying, there was a time to sow and a time to reap. So we have this alive interaction of the sky and earth, and that technique at that time, or observation rather, could be astronomy, and there's a shift technically that we don't have to go into now, but there is that shift of awareness of, we all know the full moon, that's when the sun and the moon is in opposition, versus the new moon is when the sun and the moon are in the same sign at the same declination as as it would be. So when we take the simplicity, it is to continue being aware for your audience to be aware, oh, there is the full moon because it gets lighter in our backyards. But the new moon is also very strong in relating to the earth and the inhabitants of emotions versus animals too. The new moon is but then it's dark in the sky. So that's the dark side of our observation of the sky. And of course in the olden days too, the eclipses, which would be the same as today, was also very respected and still are today. That happens to be my specialty, eclipses and the whole interaction. So we if we then look at just a little bit you know, closer to that symbol of how do we forget to look at the sky. I am in awe and I welcome all the popularity of eclipses. Never mind the great American eclipse in August 15th of 2017 that everybody in America or many people we're aware of. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have a total eclipse, but we are aware of just the moon faces, the moon is this intimate satellite of the earth that continuously always rotate. So if your audience are just aware, new moon, full moon, after two and a half weeks, after two and a half weeks again, so they are cycles, their faces rather, the planets, as we call, they are wandering stars. Stars are uh, stationed, but the planets move. So those are cycles. The moon around the sun, or the earth rather, they are in a phase. That's how we see the difference. So you already start with an ancient um, observation of the sky. And I personally respect not just looking at my computer, we can invoke and invite the fact that our bodies in astrology have, as we always start with areas, that's the first sign of the zodiac, and they go through the whole body with the zodiac signs, areas, towards. We have different parts of our bodies. So if we, how you see that the, the nature is very alive, and we can start to observe that. We can even plant by the moon, which maybe, Judith, we can talk a little bit about, because I have done that for years, and 
sometimes you plant anyway because you can't wait if it wasn't the right, right. moon sign. Yeah. Well, we can so, certainly do that at, at yeah. another time. Um, I would love to do that. In fact, I invite you to do that with me. It's interesting. Yeah. It is interesting because you have such knowledge of the moon phases and the moon cycles. Um, so let's go back to the wandering planets. Uh, the wanderers, the wandering stars, and you said mm. we have that in our physical body. Could you talk more about that? So that also goes uh, from uh, ancient times in Vedic astrology, and um, Vedic or any doctor would not be a true doctor if they didn't know the astrological part of our bodies. Now we have different we might have a medical astrologer, we might have a horary astrologer when you ask questions. We have mundane, which is world events. So we we focus on different aspects and in the medical astrology we are not doctors, but we might see a point in somebody's chart that is a weakness because that's an alive we as a body is just as alive entity as nature, as the planets as the sky and, and that whole interaction in in our bodies, yeah. Can you give us an example? Because um, I, I recall reading in my astrological chart, for example, that I would have, I don't know, a tendency to have a foot or an ankle issue. Um, how would you make that more personal to the listeners? Uh, give us an example. So if, if, uh, if you had read or an astrologer had said that you have weakness in your feet mm -hmm. that would be Pisces mm -hmm. that we would say that you would need extra good shoes all the time or mm -hmm. foot reflexology or foot massage mm -hmm. versus if we go all the way up to Gemini the hands people using hands often mm -hmm. that rules Gemini mm -hmm. so we have this kind of connection as I can do the whole you know 12 zodiac signs really quick as Aries is the head, Taurus is the throat. You could even go with the chakras. The heart is Leo. The stomach, the intestines are Virgo. And then you go into the uh, hip, Sagittarius. The knee would be Capricorn. The ankle, like you said, is an, uh, Sagittarius. And the feet is the um, Pisces. Aquarius is the whole blood circulation. Mm. So you have... Um, different signs that then have maybe a lot of Pisces, mm -hmm. they might have more problem with their feet or just complain about their feet a lot. So you have different aspects that then when you take an astrology chart, you do not want to doomsday that part of a reading or an, uh, focus on that specific area. Then you want to reverse it and give suggestions about how to prevent further injuries to your feet so that it becomes alive in that. So what you're saying is the, ch the astrological chart can show us that there's a potential for something in our physical body, but right. how we uh, take care of our bodies can help either mitigate or prevent or minimize perhaps a possibility. So that's what right. you would do as, as the astrological reader. Uh, interesting. That's very interesting. Well, we know our bodies have the same elements as the Earth. We have, you know, 
air, we have to breathe, we have water, yeah. we have to drink fluids, where our sinew and bones are made up of the earth, and of course we have water circulating to purify and to yeah. drive various reactions. Uh, tell us about astrology on that level. It's, the, it's basically the same level as we just talked about because once we see an overabundance of Capricorn, if you will, uh, Capricorn on your ascendant or your first house or in the sixth house, the 12 houses are the 12 zodiac signs correlating to that. Mm -hmm. So that if there was a person that has Saturn on the ascendant, that could be a um, weakness of your back so that you don't have an operation. You might do yoga. You might do stretching mm -hmm. so that you prevent more accidents mm -hmm. with the, these weaknesses that we do have in our bodies. The bodies, is, we have to take care of it. And I think that's part of uh, our field that uh, of astrology. We prevent Mm -hmm. certain aspects too. For example, Virgo rules the intestines, so that could be a lot of challenges with stomach uh, to process foods. They might have more allergies mm -hmm. than other people. So then you do need to listen that you might need to be gluten-free if you have too much Virgo in your chart. Mm -hmm. You well, have we can... that when it's... Mm -hmm. We can also take it on another level, right? Um, if you see that in someone's chart, then when I think of digestion, I think of it symbolically. You know, um, maybe I I need to digest my life differently or my life more fully, or I need to slow down and take smaller bites in terms of what I'm taking on for projects, whatever, uh, especially if I have a more sensitive stomach just because of the way okay. I've come in. So are you saying, in, in a sense, when we're born, we come in with a map, and the map has been charted out by astrology over centuries and centuries of use, correct? Yes and no, Judith. I consider a chart a free choice as if before reincarnation mm -hmm. there is this... Um, meeting of the gods and your own essence of your soul and where do we need to focus in a lifetime mm -hmm. I think there is a predestined path in our astrological chart like a blueprint of your essence in your soul mm -hmm. to come back and do the best uh, we come into different circumstances and that imprint I kind of remind my clients that we have chosen that chart mm -hmm. and it's not the blame because we have seen as as in any type of field that we might be in the healing field when you see a quite disturbing childhood we might not approach that oh you poor thing we empower it by healing and point it out it meaning um, how long can we blame everybody else that take charge of our own destiny. So the chart can be challenging, but turning it around is also to see the potential, especially in the 21st century, with alternative healings as alternative ways of living does improve our lives. And that could be including when we see it as um, how simple it would be if we go back to too much Capricorn extra calcium but not just the calcium pills the the kale the greens the spinach 
taking care of that, not hold it in to a point of stifling. And so the chart goes back to be very alive. Matter of fact, the chart never dies, even if we are dead. Mm. <laughs> that it's still a chart that we have been reincarnated for this lifetime. Whether it was good or bad, it was what we choose to come into. Um, it's it's in the alternative field. Very ridiculous to say it's all my parents' fault. Mm. Maybe it's not. Well, you know, I agree with you there. I do a lot of dream work, and I work with archetypes. Uh, And the archetypal world tells us uh, uh, many things. It's a very complex field of study, but I'm fascinated with it because it does deal with symbols. And, of course, astrology is filled with symbols. But in my world, when we accept responsibility for whatever... Um, I think we become more mature as a human being. So, for example, you gave the example of a terrible childhood, but if we can understand the lessons in the pain of it and really face it and work through it, I think we come out on the other side um, stronger, more able to help others because of what we've been through. And And I see that as one of the great gifts of astrology is to to point us in a direction, in that kind of direction. Yes, yeah, right. It, it's quite, there is a saying that it might be a blueprint of our ancestry. You, you see a lot of the different interaction of family dynamics, and you see different aspects of it. But in the way of not being stuck into a certain part, if it was childhood drama or relationships drama, uh, then that's also to overcome and see that I don't know if this is a saying, but we see we are here for a long time and we get older, but it's a very short life. Mm-hmm. You know, in mm-hmm. that process, the maturity that we go through and the different cycles that is based, that we consider based very much on the planets. Mm-hmm. They are alive, if you will. Mm. Yes, I, I can see that. Um, so what we're talking about the inner journey too here it's not just the outer journey as you said if we take something traumatic or with drama and find the the gift in it we've already done something on a deep inner personal level and I feel that's where we're headed at this time is to totally take responsibility for uh, what we think feel and do which our Native American ancestors said consistently, you know, whatever we do affects the next seven generations. In holism and in the holistic journey that I'm on with these podcasts, I'm trying to inspire people that what we do and how we act and what we feel does affect the next seven generations, including the planet. Yeah. You know? That's a very uh, interesting way because... As you have, I have also been in the alternative field for quite some years, and it is so welcoming to welcome this new shift of even health food stores. We used to have to go out of our way to find any kind of, you know, any kind of alternative way of living. Now it's mainstream. We used to be odd if we took Hatha yoga, which is the the mm-hmm. yoga that's yep. around every corner now. Mm-hmm. So we are definitely in a new approach of to to I consider 
in the 1990s having gatherings and what is this new age? What is the ridicule part of a new age? We are here to embrace a new way of integrated, not just astrology, but integrated new thoughts Mm -hmm. about how we grow, how we are not strange by seeking herbs, all the different alternative ways. It's part of society and it's part of definitely new level and more positive level of consciousness and we know there is devastated side of this growth too but that's also where we become stronger that's Mm -hmm. you know how I see it yeah well on that level then can you tell uh, my listeners about what's happening today on that level we've got we had a, a tremendous press about this new moon out there and and it involves a couple of planets it's in the house of Taurus yeah. and yeah. how can we translate that astrological knowing into practical knowing sure so just back it up at for a moment back into 2012 and 2015 Uranus and Pluto met in the sky. Now Uranus is revolution, uniqueness, um, rebellious. Pluto, of course, got discovered in 1930. He is part of this transformation, birth and death shifts. They were meeting in 1930s. As we know, the 30s, 34, they were together in the sky. And then 1960, as we know, were on the news for the war. And, of course, 1930 and 33 was also depression, wars. And we're not saying that 2012, 2015, there was a war, even though there's always a war. But it was pretty intense in all the different Mm -hmm. aspects of Mm -hmm. bringing out something. And, boom, we had a presidential contradicting election and let's not go on the political part here <laughs> but it was almost like in 2016 something had to come out of people so now we have cycles those two planets are not one of them Uranus which is what you're talking about but there is shifts into 2020 2024 and 2026 so when we go back to May especially April or May of 2018 For those people who understand your language, and thank you for doing your broadcast, that there is a shift of those who didn't follow a true path. It's still time to catch up the next seven years because there's a new opening of Earth, the quality of paying attention to the Earth. So Uranus, who then said, needs to be changed I'm earth I need to be you know actually about thunder all the uh, different weather unpredictable weather Mm -hmm. but on May 15 there was a new moon in Taurus Uranus went into Taurus that same day and as we are talking from Connecticut it was quite unexpected you could almost not predict it but what I would give to the uh, audience like what have you done lately for not only your healing, but being part of healing the planet, mm-hmm. being conscious that it does help to have a little circle in your background, backyard. It does help to say a prayer for those in need. And of course, number one, for yourself <laughs> to be able to help those in need. So the shift going in from, from Aries to Taurus, 
is very strong the next seven years. That's to be more in, and I unfortunately with Uranus, which is eruptions, explosions, and never mind poor Hawaii, but also poor Connecticut. Mm -hmm. So am I foreseeing that it's going to be more of these events happen unexpected? I do think so, but it's also part of that there is solutions for uh, ways of becoming aware. It can't be a solution if we're not aware of a problem. There is, you know, we have to be aware, and it's definitely an awakening call mm -hmm. for those who resist that there is a climate warming going on throughout the globe. It's colder, it's shifting, but we also have to plant accordingly. We can't resist the change. The more you fight against it, it's getting down to take care of that little plot that we might have. And if we don't have it, it's also to be more observant, especially eclipse time. We will always have four eclipses every year. New moon and full moon happens, but with this big shift, Uranus says, are you aware that there is an Earth change going on throughout? That's just basically. So... The two other planets, for example, Neptune is, is very uh, involved with this change too, but that we don't have that much time. But I didn't want to be holding our positive views, impressions, practical application until 2024 and 2026. But this Uranus in, in Taurus is also going to take seven years. We are up there. We are in this new awareness, which is the beauty of being alive at this moment. But we, as individual, we then, if we go back to astrology, we have all this knowledge in, in our bodies, if you will, that connects us to nature, that allow us to take the walks and noticing the nature, animals, and ourselves is definitely a shift. But I I am on the positive side of, of most things. So I have a little circle in my backyard. I do my little, you know, dance and, and all those little things that we empower mm -hmm. by seeing ourselves that then we learn how to take care of ourselves better. Mm -hmm. As it is. I agree. And when when let's get back though to this I want to go back to the new moon that just occurred in the seven-year cycle that we're in. And, mm -hmm. I, and I do appreciate your positive viewpoint about it. Um, so what you're saying is it's really a chance for us to, or for the earth to say, look, there's been a lot of misuse of the resources. Mm -hmm. I'm trying mm -hmm. to let you know this, and I'm going to do this yeah. under these particular influences especially. So we had... In Connecticut, as you said, we had some yeah. devastation occur. Just like that. Yep, just like that. In a heartbeat, I know of a couple people whose lives were deeply turned around because of what happened in Connecticut. Yeah. Oh. And, um, yeah. and, and that's part of life, you know, uh, as, as, as hard as it is for families to cope, it's still a part of life. And then you're saying that the Uranus is saying, I'm coming in quick. I want to get your yeah. attention. And then, you know, then he leaves or she leaves and we have to deal with the aftermath. Yes. It, it, I don't know. Yes, we do. Yeah. And, and that will increase. But at the same level, that increase is also the gods speaking to us saying, 
pay attention to that Gaia, to the earth, mm -hmm. because we might have had other cycles way back when, but now we're on a different stage of our consciousness. And so even though I might live an alternative life, I admire what science has also come up with. Mm -hmm. I follow deeply uh, with Neptune in Pisces, also 2011, had not been in this um, this cycle for 164 years. Neptune wow. come back home mm -hmm. to water and look at the water, how polluted it is. But mm -hmm. I'm following this. If one of your audience wants to take part of this, it's called OceanCleanup.com. They are from uh, the Netherlands. Young kid invented this vacuum cleaner to clean up the water. We go, what? I yes. have followed him for, for years now. The government in Amsterdam took over that, so it's huge. And they're going to go out in the San Francisco Bay as we speak with a prototype, go down under, and then take it away into recycle. That's why I'm hopeful person. I hope that people would take their little part. How many people don't garden in their own backyard to be safer? Mm -hmm. You know, well, and all the different aspects yes. to what you work with, and that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's true, and that's part of, again, the intention of this podcast is to increase um, folks' awareness of sustainability. What does that mean? How can yeah. we, what practical action can we take today to, to make a difference? And of course, one of my previous guests talks about looking at your front yard, not just your backyard, putting in yeah. a, new, a, a tree or a dogwood, something native here yeah. to Connecticut. Well, all, just one tree can help so many species mm -hmm. if they're native yeah. trees, you know, yeah. instead of uh, invasive species or Asians. Yeah. So it right. all ties in. That could in. be that Uranus in Taurus. Do something different. Follow that, that mm. for the next seven years. How long does it take a tree to, to grow? You know, mm -hmm. and all that different ways. It's going to definitely be an increase of all those different aspects. So oh. um, thank you for tying that in. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. how, how about three tips to leave our listeners with? Number one is look up in the sky as you are aware of the full moon because many times full moons becomes more emotional in our body the moon is the subconscious oh how do I feel I'm so irritated today in my car and then you look up at the evening oh it was the moon well we connect more if we are aware of it and absolutely the new moon I always say that the new moon is a sneaky little moon that is dark so it surprises us more. And that was that May 15. Yes. That was definitely. And, of course, they come very fast. So it's a blessing that people pay attention to the, um, to the uh, full moon. That's great. Everything is complete. But also just as looking at the summer to look at the eclipses. They happen four times a year. And the eclipses would be um, in July. Let me see if I got that right. They are in... Um, uh, uh, June 20, uh, the, July 12th, sorry, solar eclipse, July 27th, and August 11th. Uh, especially the one July 27th and August 11th, the following cycles of what was in 2017. And so we're following different phases and we allow ourselves to, uh, it's not going to be as strong as the one 
on August 21st, 2017, but they're still following the same. So when we look back, what have you done lately, is also to welcome the eclipses and be aware of those emotions inside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one would be, I think, respect that even taking a walk in a park is also connecting to how I see astrology being alive uh, never mind having your chart done, but that's another, that's not me, <laughs> me <laughs> promoting that. But to, to know that what is alive in your body and what is it that you have not. I always say once in your lifetime you should have your chart done, especially the moon. Because the moon sign change every two and a half days versus the sun sign every 30th day. So the moon is that intimate connection to the soul essence. And of course, you know, just one little thing, if you did plant according to the moon the um, the full moon is not oh I have to go out and plant it's more the moon in a water sign Cancer, Scorpio or Pisces because the, the earth is more moist and an earth sign as in Taurus, Virgo or Capricorn is more and Taurus more about crops uh, grass harder the vegetation and because then you could avoid that fire could even burn your roots if it, the moon was in a fire sign or doing an eclipse so the moon full moon then we just sit and, and kind of complete and enjoy our rewards mm-hmm. and allow that to be you know a phase of um, just kind of like contemplation and as it is I always try to remind um, you know, when I teach and all that, the moon is all, always full. It just depends on, on where on earth we are. So we, if we live here and start to look at the faces, we also know that there is one side of the moon that never shows. Mm-hmm. So being aware of that movement is absolutely the ebb and tide, the women's cycle, just to be aware of that she, as it is, the moon. Of course, men has a moon sign. Let me not... Let me correct that because, but it is to be complete during cycles, during phases of to be aware of our emotions so that we don't freak out and blame the moon, but we are dancing with it rather. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yes, dancing with the moon and talking with the stars. That's right. Those are great concepts. Um, uh, Agneta, thank you. Uh, what I'd love you to do is to share with us your contact information. How do people get a hold of you if they want a chart or if they want a reading? Uh, Sure. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. My my name is a little different. I spell it A G N E T A, and my last name is Borstein B O R S T E I M. Of course, I have a web page where they can sign up, and I have the my schedule. No, I don't have my schedule, but you can sign up for reading. And I'm on Facebook quite a bit. I like Facebook still, mm-hmm. <laughs> and my phone number. If someone to give me a call, that's fine too. That yeah. is. Eight six zero nine eight three five six six six, and I'll be happy to take a look. We do need your exact date, time, and place of birth, and most people have that, I think. 
Yeah, I think if they're looking for astrology, they do. Um, so thank you. Those are great tips, number one. And now people know how to get in touch with you, number two. And I just remind my audience that there will be a written transcript and all of that information will be on the written transcript when the podcast is released. So they'll have oh, that as well. Yes. So yeah, Maybe I should receive one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to thank you again for joining us at Holistic Nature of Us. And I know I'm inspired by the practical talk and the practical advice. And I want to thank you again, Agneta, for joining us today. Thank uh, you, Judith. This is Judith Dreyer. I am the author of At the Garden's Gate book and blog. For more information, go to my website, www.judithdreyer.com. You'll find information about this podcast as well as the transcript and where to order my book and upcoming classes. I like to end with a quote from Paul Hawken. He's an environmentalist and author who reminds us, Sustainability ensuring the future life on earth is an infinite game the endless expression on behalf of all so long everyone and enjoy your day <laughs>